This podcast is not meant to be taken as medical advice. Please check with your licensed healthcare professional when it comes to your health. This is fact-based information, but your health is known only by yourself and your healthcare professional. Thank you. Is it recording? I think it's recording. Yes, it is. Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Womb Talk today. Today, we have Christy Willis Willis with us. I can't speak. Uh, How about you introduce yourself to everyone? Okay. Well, my name is Christy Willis, and um, I am originally from Chicago, Illinois, but uh, my family and I have decided to plant our roots here in Indiana about a little over two years ago, maybe two and a half years ago. Outside of birth work, I love to, um, I enjoy doing devotions with my family. I love to craft things and make things and cook and bake and read a good book if time permits. I have to agree. I've been reading way too much. Uh, 2020 (laughs) has given me, I'm like on book 28. I told Thomas, like my boyfriend, and he's like, oh my God, that's so much. And I'm like, well, it is what it is. (laughs) Right. So um, you are a postpartum doula, right? I am. I'm full spectrum doula in postpartum. Okay. Yes. Includes that. Yes. So would you have any tips for postpartum work? Roughly five, say? Yeah. So um, my first tip would be to stock your freezer and your cabinet with nutritious options. Um, prepare freezer meals if possible um, or set up a meal train. I mean, because that is the one thing that new families don't really realize. Um, once they have a new baby, they're like, oh crap, we got to eat too, you know? (laughs) So, and there's, and you don't want to really, you know, run to the grocery store that much, especially if the spouse has to go back to work, or even if the spouse is at home, you don't know you, you, um, or if there's a, well, if it's a new family, they may, they may not have children at home, but um, still, you know, you want to nourish yourself and you don't want to have to run out. Um, you should be home healing and the spouse should be home bonding with you and baby as well. So um, setting up meal trains is a really good thing. If that's, not a, if that's not possible, it's a good idea to start now with some freezer meals and um, so that those trips to the grocery stores are lessened. Yeah. Um, the second one I have is to stay warm, keep the mother warm, because, um, well, like with soups and teas and um, no drafts and things like that, because um, like in the old days, they would say, you know, when a woman has a baby, she's wide open. And that's really, really true. And it's because we have this, it's not that we have this gaping hole inside of us, but we do have a shrinking uterus and we do have a scar on the inside that needs to heal from the inside, which is where the placenta detached from. It's kind of like ripping a scab off of a, you know, off of your scab off that hasn't really fully healed yet. And that needs to heal. And keeping the mother warm will aid in very good healing and um, rest for the mother and it also encourages bonding with the baby and it helps to regulate the body the baby's body temperature as well so number three would be to hire a postpartum doula no surprise there right and if it is not an option that hiring the postpartum doula is not an option because it's not an option for every family um make a list of family friends neighbors, 
that you know have specific gifts or talents or helpful genes that uh, maybe someone's good at cooking, maybe someone's good at baking, maybe someone's good with cleaning, maybe someone's good with laundry, you know, and they have the time to help you. It's just a little time. Talk to those people, reach out to those people, and ask them to become a part of your postpartum care team and see what type of help they can do. Okay, I have this list of things, so what can you do? Know about that person first and say, hey, would you be comfortable coming over to my house once a week and just doing laundry after I have a baby? Or, hey, would you be comfortable coming over and, you know, cleaning up the bathroom? Even if it's just the bathroom, okay? Because postpartum moms, we visit that place a lot. And depending on the healing that you have to do, vaginal, cesarean, I mean, it could get a little messy in there, right? And not only that, you don't want to take the time to go through uh, cleaning products and try to clean. You should be back in bed. So, hey, can you come over, you know, before work, after work, on the weekend, once a week, just to tidy up the bathroom, whatever that thing may be. Reach out to those people and um, see if they can actually become a part of the postpartum team and call it that so that people can know how important they are. They're just not the person next to They're just not empty. They're actually a part of your healing team. So I think that's important. Um, I'm just going to interrupt um, you for a little second. So sorry. Sure. Um, we're having a bit of cracking from your microphone. Is there a possible fix on that maybe on your end? Because it's cracking just a little bit. Well, let me do this. Pardon, can I? Sorry. That's not better at all. That's not better. <laughs> uh, no, that's, that's actually much better. Much better. Okay, I just, I didn't want you to keep going and then I wouldn't have anything to work with. <laughs> that's all. No, it's fine. Okay. Was there anything that you wanted to go back over? Uh, no, you had mentioned the postpartum duo and then it was just at the end there where it was really cracking about needing the support team member and then okay much better okay <laughs> so sorry i'll go over to the next one then no it's fine it's not you it's technology it does what it does we just have to oh work with it. it's so hard um, sometimes <laughs> yeah but that's okay you, you do we, we have to do what we can do and that's what we can do and we have to be okay with that yes. <laughs> so, um the next tip i have is to Take help when help is offered. Oh my goodness. This is the hardest thing for people to do. Um, they say, hey, you know, I know you can have a baby. What can I do? Oh, we're fine. Oh, can I come over and bring a dish? No, we're okay. No, tell them yes. Unless you just totally don't trust that person. You know, in your house where to cook for you, whatever it may be. Totally, always accept the help. I don't care if you have 10 freezer meals in your freezer. If someone asks you to, hey, can I drop off a meal for you guys, and you trust them, and you love them, and you know they love you, yeah, say yes. And if someone comes over and says, oh, man, I didn't even know you didn't have a couple of laundry. Can I do this laundry real quick for you? Say yes. Do you mind packing up this kitchen? Nope, go ahead, please. Okay? Take the help. Because what happens is we don't take the help and then we get overwhelmed with the things that we think we need to catch up on. Or we get out of bed too soon and we're too busy because now we have to condition, have to do laundry because we deny the help. So take help, even if you feel really good, because I know usually after birth, I'm really 
energetic and I feel like I, I can conquer the world, but I know my truth and I know that the truth is I need not to pay attention to that. I need to really realize how important my healing time is and take advantage of that time and be willing to help me um, and getting that help so that I can heal. Okay, so take the help and help is offered, please. Okay. Um, the last tip that I have is know the signs of postpartum depression, know the signs of postpartum eclampsia, know the signs of postpartum hemorrhage, etc. All those things, and educate your postpartum team if they're not your doula, um, if they're just your family friends, make sure they know the signs as well, so that they know how to ask the right questions and just not say, "How are you feeling?" It should be, "How is your bleeding?" Okay, have you checked your blood pressure today? What did you eat today? Okay, or um, give me three words that let me know how your, what your mental state is. You know, things like that. Those are the important questions that your postpartum team should be asking um, because they will notice signs of those things. So those are my five tips that I have. And um, yeah, they're helpful. Well, they're, they're good ones. I think when it comes to asking for help, I think a lot of people have pride a little bit. I think just like for my own self without the birth aspect, asking for help sometimes is more of a pride thing than anything else. Like, do I want to ask somebody like, can you help me with this? Like, I know I have trouble with that. So I'm assuming even in that field, that's where it happens too. It's so hard to ask. Absolutely. Even asking. And I'm glad you said that because not just saying, um, because my tip was take the help when it's offered, but that's a really good point, Lisa. Also ask for help. If nobody's offering it, I mean, the worst that they can say is no. Yes. <laughs> and no isn't all that bad. If you know that you've reached out to even a couple people, don't stop at one person and say, hey, can you, can you run and get these things from the grocery store or whatever? If that person can't, then you have to respect people's lives because they have things to do as well. But um, yes, definitely don't be afraid to ask. Thank you for bringing that up. That is amazing. Well, just it made me think of it when you had mentioned it there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so the next question, if my computer would ever behave itself, <laughs> um, how can dad be supportive during this time? Well, dad can be, let me say this first, dad being supportive during the entire pregnancy and postpartum, both of those are very important. But that support should be even magnified during the postpartum period. Um, that should be making sure that the new mother is staying there and she's not looking the finger except for picking up a baby and going to the bathroom and nursing the baby, caring for the baby, and maybe the occasional shower, okay? Yes. <laughs> Things like that, making sure she's well fed, well hydrated. Um, he should also, if he can, take a over diaper change and do that. That's totally fine, but that also depends on the couple too because. Some mothers really like to use that time as bonding, but if the mother is exclusively breastfeeding, then what bonding time will dad have a baby? So that should be offered to dad um, if mom is exclusively breastfeeding to let dad totally take over the diaper duties. And if there's something that he can't handle, you've seen those videos with dad, just like, ooh, because they can't handle the, <laughs> they can't handle the big uh, poops that babies make sometimes. Um, then, of course, I'm going to step in and help. But um, I think that it's good for him to do that. Um, taking turns with nighttime feedings. 
if mom is not exclusively breastfeeding, but even if she is, he can still get up at night, make sure there's wipes available, make sure um, if she's breastfeeding, make sure wipes available, and, you know, get up and change the diapers in, rock the baby back to sleep, whatever he needs to do so that mom can get back into bed and rest as soon as possible. Um, he should also be handling phone calls and creating healthy boundaries for those who like to pop in for a visit because that can become very overwhelming when a new family has a baby. Um, anytime people want to show up, they want, oh, when, I, when can I come visit? When can I come visit? Even during COVID time, you, you would be surprised at the amount of people who still want to go over someone's house and visit the baby. And we all understand that everybody likes the baby. Everybody wants to hold the baby and feed the baby. But you also have to be mindful of the health the mother and baby um, during this pandemic and also the boundaries that the family has set for themselves. So um, he needs to be just really strong and on those boundaries for the family. They need to talk about those boundaries beforehand or who they're going to allow to come over and who they're not going to allow to come over. Especially with meal training, people can go with food at the front door and actually going to say, here, we're going to go back to the um, depending on your boundaries, he should be one that can that should not be a stress that the mom should have. But, um, yeah, so that's, yeah, but I was going to say that's what because sometimes the, the mother doesn't have a problem with missing out the rent over time, but I still wanted to put this in here just in case, you know, the reason my mother would do. And so they still have to keep all these boundaries And how do you say we support them? Because it's a change for them as well, right? Oh, huge. Absolutely. That just needs to be supported big time. Big time. Especially for a time um, We should have a friend who knows his own protector now and then. And this can be something that he can, this can be a part of their post-partum team. Like, do you my best friend? And or dad, you know, my best friend, whoever that person is. To say, hey, can you check up? Did you just send me a text every other 
and talk to me and say, you know, how are you eating? Are you eating well? You're eating perfect. How are you eating? Are you eating well? Are you getting enough rest? Do you guys need anything? Or what can I do? The same question, other than preclinical and high blood pressure, how I'm bleeding. <laughs> other than those, we need to be asking guys the same question um, because his mental health counts, his physical health um, counts, and we need to be there for him. And he can set up a meal train or um, that that friend or that dad who is his contact person can set up a meal train. And if no no meal train is available or nobody's taking it, that friend should say, "Hey, you know what? I can I can't cook. I can surely." Ask someone if they can cook, or I can just buy a meal and just take it over to them at least once a week, cut it out the budget, and just say, hey, I'm going to take this to my friends once a week so that they can have, you know, so they don't have to worry about cooking and things like that. Um, and if there's a doula available for their postpartum care, that doula should be checking up on that individually on a, on a personal basis and asking those important questions about him only, not how is she doing, not how is baby doing, but how are you doing? Are you eating well? Those same questions. Um, give me three words to explain how you're feeling. And it might sound cheesy to him the first couple times, but this is something if you are their doula, their postpartum doula, and within your pregnancy, this is something that we talked about before. And let them know, hey, I have, you know, I'm going to be calling you at least twice a week. I'm going to be calling you specifically and asking how you're doing specifically. Um, that way it's not a shock to them. Yeah. Because um, it, it's also important for them to get off their chest if they need something off their chest. Or if they feel like they can't get help in a certain area, that do only have resources for them to get that help. Um, and then we may also have resources to help connect that dad with other new dads or seasoned dads that can um, let him know that he's not alone in the way he's feeling and um, you know the things that he's going through that's um, taking care of his, his spouse and, and the baby and trying to take care of himself at the same time and not being not feeling like he's being left out. And um, that's that's really important. He needs to know that he's not alone in that. Yeah. Well, there's two to, it takes two to tango, right? So it takes two to take care of the mm -hmm. children too. <laughs> mm -hmm. So what do you Absolutely. suggest? Oh, sorry. <laughs> what do you okay. suggest for postpartum healing? Well, for postpartum healing, I can go over a billion. I hear children coming in. Don't worry. Uh, I can go over a billion things. What the real truth is, to a general audience, I'm always careful about just handing out postpartum care tips and yeah. things to do because there's so many things to consider. Was the birth vaginal or was it serious? What is her medical history? Does she have any diseases or conditions? Does she have any medication um, that she's currently taking? Those things have a huge Wait when it comes to giving advice. For yes. Care. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't really like to throw that out there, but I will say for everyone, postpartum, it's very important that um, that the diet, the postpartum diet, consists of a lot of iron-rich food, green leaves, good protein, beans, clean eating. You know, 
um, and really good, adequate amounts of water. Everything else can, of course, of course, everybody has their coffee still and this and that, but drinking water is so important. And emptying the bladder is very important. Um, postpartum mothers should at least be emptying their bladder at least once per hour. Um, because if not, things can back up and it can actually cause more bleeding if they don't. So it's important for that to happen. And that's whether you have had a cesarean or a vaginal birth. So um, I, that's the only thing I like to get out with that because it all depends on the medical, you know. Yeah, understandable. Absolutely. Is there a postpartum book that's your favorite or that you recommend highly to clients or even that you're reading yourself possibly? Well, I'm going to back to the real quick. I also want to say don't rush, don't rush your own. Um, I forgot to say that. I have a little note here, but the body takes a little over a year to completely deal with pregnancy and birth. So you really have to give yourself even more that much time to not get back to regular activity. Um, so adequate time to heal is very, very important going back to the postpartum healing. So yeah. Everybody can have that is. Um, and also, let me say this too, I'm sorry. Um, make sure that you can talk with a friend or a physical doula, um, someone that you trust to recount the events of your birth. Because sometimes birth is beautiful, but sometimes it's not. Um, and we need to have that way that we can have that outlet so that we can process what happened. And it, it doesn't necessarily have to be that same day. Postpartum can last a while, right? And it's not just a few weeks after birth. Postpartum lasts at least the first five years, I would say after birth. So anytime um, you feel comfortable with actually rewriting that story or processing your emotions during that birth, it's important to do so because it um, just writing it out and verbally processing the events are, are very helpful for the mental health. Um, so I wanted to say that. But okay, back to the book. <laughs> the book that, that I recommend are the first 40 days. Is um, the essential art of nourishing the new mother by Hing Ow. I'm not sure that I'm saying that right, and I apologize if I'm not, but the spelling is H E N G, the first name, and the last name is O U. I believe there's another author, but I don't remember her name. I believe that's two, but it's the first 40 days, the essential art of That is a good book. I've read it one, that's a good one. <laughs> And the other one I like is kind of an oldie but goodie from <laughs> not oldie oldie, but it's natural health after birth, the complete guide to postpartum wellness by Aviva Rod. So that is a really good one too. I actually have not heard of that one. Now you're making me want to go read more. Ah. <laughs> yeah. And then that one is a complete guide. So they do talk about herbs in there. They do talk about all of, you know, they do talk about some foods in there and things like that. It's a complete guide. And it's, um, it's kind of like one of those books that you can, a mom can have on hand. It's not specifically for, um, for, for you know, they can have it as a guide, sitting right on the bedside, whatever menu they would be. Um, yeah. So the first 40 days is usually for, excuse me, for other people who are going to be cooking for the mom, right? Yeah. So I thought I would include those too. 
Well, those are good choices. Like I, like I said, I know of the first one, but not the second. So now I have to do some research of myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I always recommend to people that they go find my people that assist me in my podcast somewhere else. So where, where else can they find you? Well, you can find me on facebook.com slash Mula for Mula. And on the name of the page is Mula Mula. And you can also find me on Instagram on Mula underscore Mula. Love it. Simple. You kept it all the same. It's easy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it makes it simple. So simple. <laughs> And it needs to be simple because with social media, there's like a hundred people that have like the first part of your name and then you got to be like figuring something else out. Oh, yes, absolutely. It's better to keep it simple. It's easier for people to find you that way. Yeah, yeah. So what for resources do you commonly quote when either you're dealing with clients or just in general? Well, that's not really a comment for me. It really depends what I'm talking about. Um, in the past, I've quoted uh, from the CDC all the way to evidence-based birth. I mean, it just really depends on exactly the topic that I'm talking about. I can quote my grandma sometimes, and she's, um, rest her soul, she's been home for a long time, but, um, and several phenomenal midwives and doulas and um, other birth workers, like lactation consultants and things like that. So I don't have any favorites, and I don't have people that I always pull from, but it just depends on that specific topic or if it's actually something that you know, it's kind of resonates with you um, that is connected to that topic. Or can be yeah. In there. Well, that is, that is wise too. I actually didn't think of it that way, but see, learn a lot too. <laughs> uh, is there any, <laughs> is there anything else you want to leave us with? Um, no, I'm not sure. I didn't mention, um, I didn't mention my well, I didn't mention Blue Bullet, which is my business, but um, I did not mention that my wonderful team of Bacon Simples, I'm on, I'm on pregnancy and postpartum leave right now. Um, from business, all things business, and it's really hard, just so you know, it's super hard, but I'm enjoying it. Um, but my team has gathered up this great idea to offer the uh, virtually recorded recording at a discounted price um, up until December. So I believe it's up until December. It's December January. I believe it's December. Um, and so that is self-paced, but it won't be all at one time. I believe they're doing that. I'm trying to stay out of their business because I'm trying not to work with Lisa. Okay, so <laughs> all of this information was just released last week. I don't believe they put it on the website yet. But um, speaking of the website, uh, the website is doula, doula business. Um, oh gosh, what is my website, Lisa? I don't know, but I will look it up. I'll look it up for you. <laughs> I will look it up and I will put it in our blurb uh, uh, alongside your bio so that way people can click okay. on the links. Doula business. I got it. Doula business.weebly.com. There it is. Weebly. There we go. Okay, so it won't be, it's not there yet, but I'll make sure they get up there. But they are putting that together. And I'm, Lisa, you know, I'm really not into self-facing when it comes to my course. Yeah. But um, so many people have been asking for it. And so I was like, I agree, but you can't just give them all the recordings at once. You know, you can't do that. So they have decided to make it like a, a 
So, and anybody can sign up at any time, but they'll have, it'll be released one recording and information a day instead of per week, um, which makes it a little bit easier for me to swallow and digest. But um, the cool thing about it is 75% of the proceeds go to go towards my delivery and postpartum care, which is really cool. So, Yay. <laughs> Yay. so that is, that's so cool. Um, so I was like, okay, guys, fine, do it, do it. They're really excited about that, that I agreed. And yeah, so if, if you're a, a birth worker who is interested in offering virtual services to clients um, during COVID and beyond, because I've been serving families virtually since 2015 and uh, started this course not even knowing COVID was going to hit. This wasn't even in my mind. I know. I took it before. Like, so you took it before because it's people who actually really need these services. Um, so, yeah, it's a really good thing to have in your resource pocket for clients who are not wanting to have someone in their birth space or can't have someone in their birth space. There's many other reasons, but. Um, it's a really great course to take, and I'm not just saying that because I'm biased because I see the material, and I know. <laughs> but I'm saying it based on what the people have said that have taken the course. And I'm really pleased with how it's turning out. I'm really pleased with the results and um, how it's being digested by everyone because it's not just for people. Um, although it's geared towards people, I've had. I've had one midwife take my course. Oh, wow. I've had several lactation consultants. I've had birth photographers take my course. So it just goes to show you how, and even in the course, I say, hey, no matter what your birth gift is, use these skills yeah. to apply that to what you're doing because, you know, I'm not really sending you information like that. You know, this. People need assistance and they need help and they want help and this is how you can help them virtually. So um, so if you're interested in signing up for that self-paced, you can visit the website um, sometime soon or get information from the Facebook Google page because that is on there right now. The Facebook of Google Formula. So yeah. So that's all I have Well, I follow you both on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> I don't think so. I thought it was very interesting, your five postpartum tips. So lots of fun there. <laughs> so anyway, I guess we'll end it here. And it was very wonderful having you. And I'm so glad we got to do this. Thank you, Lisa. And then we will have to yeah, do this again sometime. Me. Congratulations on your pregnancy. Baby number six, right? Thank you. Baby six. That's right. Oh, my God. So awesome. You know. I love it. This is that's why I got into this work because I just absolutely adore it. So, yeah, anyway, maybe I'll come back and share my birth story. Yeah, <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, that might take just a little bit of time. <laughs> just a little. But thank you so much, and then everyone listening, thank you for listening and staying tuned with us and make sure you check in next month for the next podcast. Have a great day, everyone. Bye.